You're listening to You've Been Hanked, hosted by Hank Griffin, writer, man of faith, Parkinson's warrior, traveling man, and storyteller. Wonderful stories, home cooking, thoughtful lessons, and candor about life with Parkinson's are his to share. Relax for the next several minutes with your friend, neighbor, and brother who loves you. We sat together in the deep woods, outside Paris, my father and I. Overhead, a thick gray blanket, very like heavy cotton batting, lay over the sky as far as could be seen in every direction. From it, white snowflakes fell. Like meal, the fineness of it an indicator that more was to be expected. Though the hour was late, both the falling snow and the fallen snow reflected every hint of light. On this night, the dark was neither grim nor uncertain. The bright white that lay upon the ground, in the trees and upon every surface, even in the air as it continued to fall, lent a beautiful strangeness to the night. Such a snow was not unheard of in East Texas. It was, however, uncommon. It's choosing to fall on the night my father and I were on a father-son deer hunt and camp out made it all the more memorable. You cold? asked Dub. Yes, sir, I said through chattering teeth. Hungry? he asked. Yes, sir. Boy, you're always hungry, he accused through a bright smile. My father was a handsome man. His smile was broad and infectious. I couldn't help but also smile. Yes, sir. Dub was a coal miner. Most people don't associate coal mining with beautiful East Texas. He worked three days on and four days off, then four days on and three days off in the mine as a heavy equipment operator. Every workday was a 12-hour day. I can't recall ever hearing my father complain about his job or work of any kind, no matter how hot, difficult, or dirty it may have been. Dub really was the single hardest-working human being I've ever known in my life, and without exception, When he wasn't working in the mine, he worked in other ways. My dad was decidedly of the opinion that tired boys are good boys. This being so, wherever he was, whatever he was doing, you better believe I was there doing it too. Every year we raised acres of watermelons commercially. We cut endless cords of wood for ourselves and our neighbors. If you bought a cord of wood from Dub, you got nothing but oak, no elm, no trash wood, 100% oak. You also got a full cord of wood, no shenanigans, delivered to your home and stacked in such a way that no sunlight showed through it, and all for 75 American dollars. Good heavens. I can't tell y'all the wood we cut, loaded, hauled, split, stacked, unstacked, reloaded, unloaded, delivered, and stacked again. Dub liked to observe men who cut wood or warm by it twice. Once when they cut it, and again when they burn it. I suppose he was something of a philosopher in his way. My father brought us an ample supply of firewood to keep us warm through the night. There was plenty of fallen dead wood to supplement it should there be need. Look here, he said. When you build your fire, you want to have a backstop to keep it going after you fall asleep. He demonstrated how this was done. By building it this way, here he indicated his meaning, You help direct the heat where you want it to go. 
As the fire grew and began to burn according to this improved arrangement of the logs, I felt the improvements in terms of warmth. How about that? he asked, grinning. Much better, I said. Dub's front two teeth had a slight gap between them. It gave him a look all his own and something more. My father, who dipped snuff, could launch a line of tobacco spit through that tooth gap, several feet long and a good fifteen feet in any direction he chose with an accuracy that was unsettling. My father's sons learned the value of both listening and minding right quick unless they wanted to be his target when next time to spit presented itself. Whenever he spit, there was a sort of squinching sound, one that I'm not able to adequately reproduce, though I wish I could. Before the roaring fire, my father placed a pan in which he prepared our modest but wholesome and tasty supper. As he poked and prodded, the fire sparks of red and gold rose heavenward, popping and cracking. Higher they rose, passing by the downward-falling flakes of white. The night was quiet, oddly so. Why is it so quiet? I asked. It's like that when it snows, my father said. Why? The snow makes the world quieter, was all he chose to offer. It was enough. My father and I reclined against the fallen tree to which we'd set our backs there in the camp. He sat to my right. Between us and the quilted sky was a tarp that kept most of the snow off of us. Our camp was in a small clearing, surrounded by seemingly endless woods, oak, elm, cedar, and persimmons, as far as the eye could see and for distant acres beyond seeing. Not far from us, a community of coyotes began to howl, sing, bark, and yip. For the most part, I was unafraid of the coyotes, though their nearness was such that I couldn't help but be reassured by my father's presence. That was more than a match for whatever the Paris area nighttime wilderness might choose to offer up. My father was himself a force of nature, one not to be underestimated or trifled with. He could shoot. He loved to fight and was stunningly good at both. He studied boxing and a martial art created by Joe Lewis. My father worked daily to increase his physical strength, his presence, confidence, and martial skill reassured me in such a way that I could frankly enjoy the coyotes' not-so-distant communications, even taking pleasure in them. You like what you hear, don't you? He asked. I heard the approval in his voice and tried not to squirm with gladness. I do like it, I said. So do I. Father and son smiled in the surreal, snow-lined, oddly bright dark of night. I heard the tell-tale squinch of my father's spit and found even this wonderfully comforting. Hearing my boyish laughter dub joined me with a chuckle of his own in time. Sleep began to itch just behind my eyes, though I fought it. Dub noticed. Big day tomorrow, he said. You think we'll see any deer, I asked. I hope so, he said. I hope so, too. We'll be getting up in just a few hours. It'll still be dark, my father cautioned. Well, that's okay. At this, Dub laughed. (laughs) You always say that, and then you're very hard to wake up. I'm not hard to wake up, I protested. It wasn't true. I wanted it to be true, but it wasn't. When those very early morning wake-up calls came, it was painfully difficult for me to get up. I was glad Dub couldn't see my blushing face, or if he could, that he didn't remark upon it. All right, then, time to turn in, he said. 
Dub and I hunted many times together. Deer, dove, quail, and squirrel. We walked, stalked, crouched, and sat silently for hours on end. My father and I hunted both with and without dogs, depending on our prey. We did not often camp, though on this occasion we did. It is among my most cherished memories with my father. I had his undivided attention, a rare and precious thing. I'm unsure what prompted Dub to take me with him on that occasion. These many years, even decades, I've carefully preserved this special memory. It is one that I only have because he did take me with him, because he made the time for me, and because he was determined to allow it to be a special memory. Dear fathers, as each of you know, these special memories don't just happen, at least not very often. They happen because you make them happen or because someone made them happen for you. Let's you and I be sure we're making similar treasured memories unfold for our children so they have something to cherish when it comes time for us to move on from this life, even as my own excellent father had to do so unexpectedly decades ago. Happy Father's Day. Much love, Hank. You've been hanked. Thanks for listening to You've Been Hanked. If you enjoyed this special Father's Day episode, please share it with someone you care for who might also enjoy it. If you aren't already a subscriber, please become one. If you find this work worthy of your material support, please consider a paid subscription. I'd love to hear from you. Please share a happy Father's Day memory in the comments and give the episode a like. As always, thank you for listening. I'll talk to you again soon. Thanks for listening to You've Been Hanked. If you enjoyed today's episode, do us a favor. Like, share, subscribe, and comment. It's easy and really makes a difference. Please help Hank help others by increasing the reach of You've Been Hanked.